Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. In uh, this episode, we are talking about the business of addiction in organization, actually organized addiction. Several topics packed in this episode, all designed to empower your life because that's what we do around these parts. Uh, But first, let's jump into this mind, body and business check in. This is your chance to ask yourself, did I do what I said I was going to do? That goal that I set last week, did I work every day towards achieving it? So what are you doing for your mind, body and business? Want to send a huge shout out to everyone who has been reaching out to me via DMs, sharing their mind, body, and business check-ins. A lot of folks are starting the new year reading books, like actually finishing the book. Um, You know, I've shared in previous episodes that I am the type to see a book recommendation and read the comments about how the book has changed people's lives. And I order it, I get it, I read the first three pages, and then it sits on the bookshelf to collect dust. So I am working on that myself. I even bought a smaller bookshelf so that I can organize my books and have a system to read a couple of pages every day and track my progress. So quite a few people are making that their mind goal to read more books, whether the topics are nonfiction, fiction, self-empowerment, how to, DIYs, whatever your interest is, it's good to fill your mind with new things, especially if you are one of those folks who are always on your device uh, in the trance of technology and you're trying to get back to enjoying IRL, things in real life. And then for your body, uh, you know, I always talk about how I'm middle age and my body is doing new and exciting things. <laughs> I'm trying to be optimistic here. But, you know, as you age, your body changes. And what I found that my body needs more than anything is to be stretched, to feel limber, uh, to make sure that my joints uh, don't feel sore all the time. And so I have a morning and evening stretch routine that has made a huge difference for me. So if you already exercise and you don't have a good stretch routine, I'm talking dynamic stretches before your workout and then active isolated stretching where you're holding the stretch for about 20 to 30 seconds post-exercise. And even on the days you're not exercising, think about you know when you're sleeping all night and you're typically in one or two or some people seven positions <laughs> and you may be laying on your side or inadvertently in an uncomfortable position, it's very important to stretch when you wake up, get that water in your system. It will really impact your mobility, your flexibility, and just how you feel overall in the day. And also keep in mind, another great body goal is just to be mindful of your posture. Are you hunched over a lot? Are you practicing correct form when you're doing your exercises? Ladies, are you carrying a heavy purse on one shoulder and it's weighing you down? And then for your business, I really love the idea of focusing on finances, personal finances or family finances as a business goal. Because as we age and many of our listeners are in that 30 to 50-ish range. We do have younger listeners and listeners who are older than their 50s. But as time goes by and as you're working more, you want to set yourself up to where you don't have to work as hard to make money. You want to get to a place to where uh, you can make what I call lifestyle income, working and making a living doing things that you enjoy. What you do now with your money is going to dictate the quality of life that you have in the future. 
Think about some money goals that you can set for yourself. Maybe your finances are already looking good and you're uh, not in debt and you pay everything on time and you even have a little extra left over. What do you want to do with that extra? And uh, in my first episode of the Mind, Body and Business podcast for 2024, I talked about bucket list stuff that I want to focus on doing this year. One of those is to do my whole touristy New York trip. So my husband and I are going to be doing that at the end of March. I want to explore some of the beautiful national parks in the United States. So when I think about the business of money, I'm setting funds aside so that I can enjoy those experiences. What are your financial goals? Think about that in some intentional ways to get closer to financial freedom or whatever that goal may be for you. Little steps that you take daily, weekly, monthly do make a big difference. And again, you can reach out to me at MBB Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Would love to hear what you're doing for your mind, body, and business. Uh, speaking of Instagram and Facebook, I have to send a personal shout out to Miss Leo on Instagram. She sent me the sweetest note. She said, I just want to say the Mind, Body, and Business podcast is inspiring, uplifting, and just what I needed to end 2023 and start 2024. Thank you. And that was my sole goal when I started this podcast. I'm at a place in my life where I'm thinking more about legacy than making a lot of money, um, how I will be remembered and the deposit that I'm making into the world. So when I get those messages, it really warms my heart. And I want to thank everyone who has written a review on Apple Podcasts, given that five-star rating. Uh, it has helped tremendously with our engagement and how we're ranked in fitness on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening now or you've been a longtime listener, you haven't had a chance to write a review on Apple Podcasts, please do that for me. All right. So in this episode, I want to talk about a couple of things. And one of those is sugar addiction. In last week's episode, I talked about things I realized about myself and the way that I'm eating and the way that I'm sleeping and caring for my body, positive changes that I've made that have helped me see results. And one of the very intentional things that I worked on this month uh, was to lower my sugar intake. I got a sweet tooth, y'all. And sometimes it's not easy to tell because my body doesn't look like I eat a lot of sugar. And I'm not just talking about being overweight, but sometimes when you eat a lot of sugar, it shows up in your skin. People who eat a lot of sugar have fluctuations in their energy. You know, the energy spikes up and then it comes down fast. But this month, um, I've had very little sugar and I have noticed a difference in my body, mostly in my stomach and not feeling as bloated and definitely feel it in my energy, not on that energy roller coaster where my energy spikes after eating sugar and then it falls down really fast. So that's been really good. One thing that I focused on trying to determine in January was, am I addicted to sugar? You know, one of the top pieces of advice that people give when you are doing something in excess is to pull back or practice, quote unquote, moderation. But when I think of the word addiction and first thing that comes to a lot of people's minds with addiction is alcohol addiction. Right. And if I met someone who said they had an alcohol addiction and I saw them at a bar having a drink and they expressed to me that they have addiction, they've been struggling with it and they don't have a whole lot of self-control. I'm going to be like, well, why are you having a drink? So when I think about addiction, I don't know if the method of moderation always works. I've read articles about women specifically quitting sugar altogether because the addiction was just so intense. 
And here I am evaluating myself like, oh, Lord, I got a sugar addiction. I just can't eat sugar at all. And I realized I don't. I don't have a sugar addiction. I found a really uh, interesting article on knutrition.com that lists nine signs that you're addicted to sugar not just the form of, you know, granulated sugar, like the sugar that you put in your coffee. It can be in the form of processed foods, packaged candies and snacks that have added sugar, and you're just consuming them at a high rate. So check out some of these signs. One is you need something sweet after every meal. And I hear a lot of people say this, you know, you didn't had a whole meal, you didn't ate about 1500 calories. And you're like, hmm, now I need something sweet. What is that about our taste buds and our tongues that say we need something sweet? We got to have something sweet after a meal. Now, if a meal just doesn't feel complete without a sweet treat at the end, this may be a sign that you're addicted to sugar. Keep in mind, sugary treats are supposed to be just that treats. They're meant to be consumed occasionally, not every single time that you eat. So this month, I purposely avoided having desserts after dinner. I wasn't shaken. I didn't have the jitters. So that helped me determine maybe I'm not really addicted to sugar. I just really love the way it tastes. So if that's you and you're the type that always has a treat, a dessert, a little slice of cheesecake, some ice cream after dinner, try to go a couple of weeks without having dessert after dinner and try to gauge your self-control. Like, are you able to do it or is it just constantly calling you and you can't help yourself? This could be a sign that you are addicted to sugar. Another one of the signs listed in this article that says you may be addicted to sugar is you love carbs, all the carbs. Again, sugar, it comes in so many forms. And this is something that a lot of people don't keep in mind. Sugar, also known as glucose, this is our body's primary source of fuel. The trouble is people go overboard. Now, when your body is utilizing energy, it's tapping into the food that you ate first. And then when there's no food left and your muscle glycogen is empty, your body begins to tap into the fat. So people that are doing these keto diets, they are avoiding carbs so that their bodies turn to fat as fuel. But if you're constantly eating carbs, it's going to make it more difficult to lower your body fat. Carbohydrates, specifically those refined carbohydrates, are processed into sugar very quickly and very easily by the body and can feed your sugar addiction. So let's get specific. Crackers, granola bars, bread, y'all. They all may seem like a healthier choice, especially the way these companies market these foods. But if you're a person who already has an issue with sugar and think that you're opting for a healthier alternative, you're more than likely only perpetuating the cravings. Refined sugars and processed carbohydrates that come in the form of these packaged snacks can also feed into sugar addiction. So instead of the pasta, the bread, or crackers, try swapping those things out with vegetables, whole grains, fruit, foods that are high in fiber. Either lower the amount of bread and rice and processed carbohydrates that you're eating or eliminate them altogether for a couple of weeks and and see if you start feeling like you're having withdrawals. You could have a sugar addiction if you're not able to avoid these things. Here's another one. Your taste buds are dulled to sweet foods. This happened to me. I was so used to having sweet things that they stopped tasting sweet. I mean, I was over here reprogramming my taste buds. 
You know, our bodies are really smart. God knew what he was doing and our taste buds will eventually adapt to whatever we give them. The more sugar you eat, the more your taste buds will become desensitized to the taste of sugar. So what happens? You want more sugar because you're trying to taste the sugar. And in some cases, feel the sugar, right? Because sugar, pastries, candy bars, sweets, they not only taste good, but they feel good. They do something to your spirit, (laughs) to your emotions. So as you continue to eat sugar, your sugar tolerance will increase. And over time, you're going to need more and more sugar to satisfy your taste buds. Again, try it out. Lower that sugar or eliminate it for a week or two and see if you're able to do that without feeling like, you know, you're having withdrawals. Here's the next one. You get bloated after meals. A lot of things can cause bloating, but one of the primary reasons is a fermentation of sugar in your digestive tract. I hear this all the time, especially from ladies. Oh, my gosh, my body looks amazing. I I love how my arms are defined and my legs are coming through. But this stomach... You know, our digestive tract is a very delicate ecosystem of bacteria. We've heard of probiotics and the importance of healthy bacteria. But excess consumption of sugar in all forms, this can disrupt your digestive tract's natural balance. Pay attention. Does your stomach feel tight all the time? That coupled with you eating a lot of sugar could mean that you have an underlying issue with sugar. The next one is experiencing dramatic dips and spikes in energy during the day. I talked about that earlier. I experienced that, oh, feeling energized and then all of a sudden, like all the way down to a zero, then back up to a 20, down to a zero. Sugar consumption directly impacts our blood sugar and our blood sugar directly impacts our energy levels. So pay attention to that. You feel energized and then totally wore out and you're going up and down um, as you're eating sugar and taking it away. That could be a sign that you have an addiction. And here's the last one that I'll share with you. Once you start eating sugar, you cannot stop. I mean, this is probably the most obvious sign of addiction. The inability to stop eating sugar once you start is one of the most common signs that you're addicted to it. So when you're eating sugar, consuming it, especially When you're going overboard over an extended period of time, it can really influence your body's hormones, specifically insulin. We hear this word insulin a lot, especially if you're diabetic. Insulin is responsible for managing your body's energy levels and the actual need for more sugar. When you overconsume sugar, your body can be less sensitive, falsely making you believe that you need more sugar, which leads to overconsumption of sweets, packaged snacks, certain carbohydrates, and actual sugar in its natural form. So the more you consume sugar, the less sensitive your insulin. And this means you need more sugar to get that same high. And I said I was only sharing one more, but I got to share this one. You feel irritable when you miss a meal. Have you ever gone to sugar to feel better? You were in a bad mood or frustrated or feeling anxious and you needed to calm yourself down and you are turning to sugar to feel less cranky. Now, this may seem unbelievable, but the body should be able to go multiple hours without eating, absent of any negative symptoms. But for many people, this feels almost impossible. That irritable feeling you experience when you miss a meal, when you miss your favorite sugary treat, that could be a sign of your body's dependency on sugar for energy. There's also things like the inability to metabolize fat for fuel. I talked about that because you're consuming so many 
calories in the form of sugar that your body is using that for fuel instead. And it's really counterproductive to eat a whole lot of processed carbs and sugars if you're trying to lower your body fat, if you're trying to lose weight. And then think about the impact on your brain. The overconsumption of sugar, the withdrawals and going back and forth impacts your brain's neurotransmitters. So the way your body responds to sugar is not just in your belly, it's all over. So as you're listening to this list of things that may indicate you have a sugar addiction, I'm sure at least one of them resonates with you or or you relate to one of them. If not, ooh, bravo to you. Uh, Keep on eating your kale and your avocado and your grapefruit and all of the healthy things because that is awesome. But if you are trying to determine, do I have a sugar addiction? Can I pull back and not be shaking and have the jitters and feeling like I'm experiencing withdrawals? I was very happy to realize that I was able to continue to do that. And I'm also considering what my new forever looks like. I can't be eating sugar every single day. I don't want to because I don't like the way it feels. Even if my body can tolerate it and if I can look amazing and still have my favorite treats, I don't like the feeling of not being in control. As I move into... February, my goals are to find those healthy meals and healthy treats to substitute processed sugars that I may have eaten in the past. Now, I want to shift the conversation to organization. And before I detail my points on that topic, last week I included the Mind, Body, and Business segment that I do on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Got a lot of really great feedback on that. And it's an opportunity for many of the Mind, Body, and Business podcast listeners to hear what happens on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show if you're in a city that does not get the show. Or maybe you, one of my people in Nigeria, because we top 10 in Nigeria that are listening to the podcast. I mean, this podcast is available across the world. But this is a piece of the latest Mind, Body, and Business segment where I talked about organization and a little bit of my fellow castmates thoughts on the topic mcdonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the mccrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah they know what they're doing in fact we can honestly say they're not new to chicken they're true to chicken the McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. All right, Derek, about the morning show. It is about that time for Mind, Body, and Business. Maria, what up? So we're talking about decluttering, and there's so much power in being organized. When you are organized, you will find time, you will find money, and you will find peace. Preach! Yes, living in clutter can cause stress, overwhelm, depression, anxiety, problems with personal relationships, and that's just to name a few. And so when you declutter, you are alleviating the disorganization in your environment and also in your mind. Gary rolling his eyes at me because he got some clothes that he just bought that he still hasn't put away. He's a hoarder. Gary's a hoarder. I'm going to get better, though. You're going to get better. When, Gary? I don't know. I mean, Brad, you contributed to it by buying me those damn racks. But I don't, Ricky, I just, it's hard to throw stuff away. And I know, Ricky, one thing I can say about you, though, you give stuff away 
like it's nothing. I'd be like, God, I just can't give it away right now. Yeah, give stuff away and don't accept gifts. When you declutter and you get organized, it allows you to clear your space emotionally. If you still have some things from years ago that you never used in more than a year just because you think you may need it someday or that it has some sort of memories, you can experience closure by purging items that you no longer need. Disconnect from certain things that are weighing you down. And it also saves time. Have y'all ever been in a rush and been looking for something and got held up and ended up being late? Because you you couldn't find that bad boy. Every day. (laughs) When I do, I lay my stuff out way in advance, like days. Okay. I, I will pack a bag. I'll pack a suitcase three or four days in advance and just walk oh, out the door with it. Who does that? Nobody My does mind that. I do. Yeah, because 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 yeah. I know if at the last minute I'm gonna forget something important. I can't yeah, but tell your you. mood changes and your and what you may want to wear changes. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't tell you how many times I walked on stage with no underwear on. And, oh and wow! I was like, why are the ladies too just much so information? Distracted? Come on, Lenny Kravitz, what's going on? <laughs> why the ladies Lenny not? Why the ladies? On? The ladies not paying attention to my jokes. <laughs> No, we gonna shift back to this segment. Make sure you have your draws laid out, and you know you gonna what you gonna wear the next day to save you time and frustration. McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You can also see what you already have. Now, has this ever happened to you? You went out and bought something, and then you cleaned up and realized, I already got three black dresses. Oh, yeah. I already got them color shoes. I did I that. Mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Did, I, actually, I accidentally bought Crystal the same pair of shoes twice. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. They must have a good sale. Yeah. Oh, uh-uh. yeah. Them, hey, they were scary. They was on sale. No. I knew something was going on, because that's all sure she wear the same shoes every time in the morning show had something. And they always so clean. <laughs> You know what's funny, Rock T? James, my husband, did that to me this year. Bought me the same exact shirt that he bought me last year for Christmas. Same color, same size, same design on the front. I'm like, really? You just not paying attention like that? I be doing that. I be doing that with Amazon. I keep ordering the same thing. I got all them damn Clorox cleaners, the the Clorox cleaners and that spray bottle. I I just got so much of it. I know, like uh, mic covers, electronic stuff, uh, chargers. I'm always buying, and then I clean up, and then I realize that I already have that thing so it can save you time and money it can save you stress so try to get organized i'm talking about your computer your physical space your car Mm. ladies them water bottles in the back seat and yeah. all of that other stuff, oh, yeah. I got that in my truck Ooh, now. do you have Gary's, that in your Gary's truck car, now? your car. Yeah, that's why they break in it. Every, they, break, they break in it every other month. Every <laughs> other <laughs> month, that, it come to work with that back window gone. But this is the administration prizes in the back. <laughs> if you go in my truck right now, because I don't have no room in my apartment, I got clothes and stuff in the back. Oh, yeah, you ought to be on an episode of Hoarders. We need to do like a a thing with a therapist for you. Yeah, because I'm listening to her. 
I need to get a therapist. Got to climb over stuff just to get in your front door. It's a shame. Yeah. And all the stuff got the tags on it. What's the matter with you? Oh, my God. It's because if we grew up poor. Because, you know, they say sometimes we grew up yeah, poor, we just want so much. And, you know, so that's probably what it is. I mean, just like them folks on Hoarders. Yeah. We got to, yeah, we got to get it cleaned up where you can think and get your mind right. You, you need therapy and help. I do. Yeah. I mean, I'll be the first to say that. And like you used to say back in the day, if your house ain't clean, you can't receive nothing new. So yeah, yeah. God ain't gonna bless you with new furniture mm-hmm. if your house ain't clean. You got to clean. You got right. to let go in order for God to bless you. Come yes, on, release it because you're gonna be in your seventies with designer Go clothes ahead. from 1993, Gary. No, <laughs> yeah, already, you see, we got on them Calvin Klein jeans from <laughs> no, the seventies no, this no, morning. No, 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 uh, Miss um, Bruce Shields said nothing come between me and my Calvins. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my body. And business is all about actionable insight and getting organized is great for every single area of your life professionally you know in your career or your business if you are an entrepreneur um, mentally it's great to be organized physically oh my gosh I raise my hand uh, when it comes to having a messy car and feeling the clutter around me so I have to be very intentional about cleaning up and putting things away, not just because I want my physical environment to be nice, but it's also good for me mentally. So organize and keep in mind it takes time and energy. And listen, you're more likely to commit if you have a strong objective. So instead of just focusing on cleaning up and putting everything in its place, try to consider the benefits of organizing your life. This is where that mindset shift comes in. For example, an organized desk helps you focus on your work an organized computer screen. I am notorious for having a ton of tabs open, trying to book a flight on one, answer an email on the next, design a graphic on another tab, and it's very distracting. So having an organized desk and an organized computer screen can really help you focus mentally. Uh, An organized pantry. How many times have you thought you ran out of something and you found out you had the expired version already in your pantry, already in your refrigerator? But when things are organized, it helps you save time and money. So that's a great benefit when it comes to your physical environment, specifically your kitchen. And an organized calendar. I am all about taking the pen to paper. I do use my phone for um, notifications and updates, and I schedule things in my electronic calendar. But it's just something about writing things down. I have a saying that I repeat a lot in this podcast. When it's written, it's real. Write it down. I have the ladies in my fitness program do this too. Write down everything that you're going to eat. Write down the times and days that you're going to exercise. Write down how much water you're going to drink. Write down how many hours you're going to spend on social media. When you write it down and you look at it, you're typically more uh, disciplined and in a mental space to commit to it. And also keep in mind, if you have an organized calendar, this allows you to plan time with loved ones and that improves your relationships. How many times have you called a best friend or a sister or a relative and say, oh, let's hang out. And the answer was, I don't have time. Or you've given that answer. We should always make time for our loved ones because in the end, those relationships are the most precious things that we have. So think about these reasons along with others as motivation to get organized Don't just get organized and make things look good. The bookshelf is in order. Maybe all of the clothes are folded and put away, but you got a variation of socks, pants, underwear, bras in one drawer. It's not truly organized. It just looks good aesthetically. Being organized should be like a gateway to a bigger goal. Saving time, saving money, quick access to the things that you already own. Remind yourself of the distractions, maybe even the anxiety and stress that you feel when you're unorganized. 
The next bit of advice that I have for you is to have a place for everything. Uh, in an article at realsimple.com, one of the tips is to give everything you own an address, a place in your home, in your life, in your files, in your car, in your garage, wherever it belongs. Everything you own should have a place. Jackets go in the closet, on hooks, by the door. Keys go in the dish, on the counter, or hanging up on a hook near the front door. Your bills, your letters, other important items that come in the mail should have a designated basket. Junk mail should go straight to the garbage bin. I have saved junk mail that's weeks and months old. Like, I'm not going to open this. I do not want the offer. Why is it taking up space in my home? If you have a pile of books on the floor next to your bed, ask yourself, do I want my books to be right here? And am I even reading them? For me, I keep one book that I'm reading for the week by my bed and the rest go on the bookshelf in my office. So think about that. Do you have a random hairbrush in your office or a spoon on top of your nightstand? Put everything where it belongs and get your physical environment organized. Give everything you own an address and its own space. Other ways to get organized, taking baby steps. If you have uh, a closet that just has clothes on the floor, shoes aren't in the boxes. I mean, looking at it can be overwhelming and it can cause you to procrastinate. But what if you said, I'm going to do that cubby, this drawer, those pairs of shoes. If you take it in baby steps and you do about 10 to 15 minutes of a task every day, eventually you'll get that space looking good. Also, something that I had to do was scaling down. You know, I had just a lot of stuff laying around. I was in denial about certain clothes that I would wear one day. Some clothes still with tags on them, but they were just taking up space and I just wasn't going to wear them. So those were some things that I needed to scale down on. We just did a massive overhaul um, on our garage. We moved into our new home back in 2020. So we had about 18 bags. I mean, there were so many bags when the trash man came. Um, I just felt so bad. I gave him a little tip because it was just a lot. But clearing out that space and walking by and seeing things on the shelf and organizing in their correct place just gives me so much mental clarity. And I just don't have the stress of looking at it every day. So you may need to scale down to make more space so that you can be organized and find things when you need them. Another big one is to do what you need to do to get focused. Some people are motivated by background music. I know I am. Others need to avoid distracting music while they're working. Which one are you? I have to put my phone in another room or keep it on silent because I'm so tempted to pick it up, check social media, check my email, see if anyone is texting me. And I set a timer and I commit at least 15 to 30 uninterrupted minutes to a task associated with getting organized. So that can mean cleaning up, purging emails, just overall decluttering my physical space. My final tip, and I think this is the most important one, do everything that you can to develop a habit. Because it is pretty easy to clean up and get organized, but if you don't develop habits to keep things organized, you're going to repeat the cycle over and over again. One strategy that I saw someone I follow do is she says she only buys one brand in one color of socks so that when she is doing her laundry, she's not trying to find the matching red sock and the matching orange sock and the ankle sock and the crew sock. She has all of them one color, same brand. And then she takes her laundry and she folds and puts things away right by the drawers where they belong. I know I'm notorious for taking the laundry basket, setting it on the couch, starting to watch something on Netflix, and then 
All of those folded clothes stay in the laundry and I'm picking clothes out of the laundry basket instead of out of the drawer. So do what you can to help your future self. I'm telling you, having a clutter-free space can do so much for not only your mind, your physical space, but also your overall productivity. With that said, this episode of Mind, Body, and Business has come to an end. Again, thank you to everyone who writes those new reviews and gives me those five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts every week. I will continue to say thank you. I appreciate it so much. And if you haven't made your contribution yet, please do so on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can also follow the Mind, Body, and Business podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Pod. As always, I enjoyed this time with you. Truly appreciate your ears and look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Until then, take care.